Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast at Army Human Resources Command. Your Personnel File explores the programs, policies, and initiatives designed to serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. Now, let's join our host, Master Sergeant Glenn Riddell, and find out what's inside Your Personnel File at HRC. Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast from the U.S. Army's Human Resources Command, which explores the missions, programs, policies, and initiatives that serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Glenn Riddell, and this is Your Personnel File. Hello, everyone, and on this edition of Your Personnel File, we're going to talk about the year in review, 2021, and the expectations for the upcoming year in 2022 with the HRC Command Sergeant Major, Command Sergeant Major Anthony McAdoo. Many things have occurred for HRC in the past year, from changes of command, changes of responsibility, the current COVID pandemic, teleworking, IPSE, and enlisted promotions, just to name a few. So today in the studio, like I said, is Command Sergeant Major Anthony McAdoo, and I want to welcome you, Sergeant Major, and give you an opportunity to uh, tell our audiences a little bit about yourself and what you do as one of the Army HR senior leaders. All right. You know, first, you know, thank you for having me on today's uh, edition of this podcast. I am a soldier first uh, who is from big town, you know, Somerset, Kentucky. And I have the privilege of serving as the human resources uh, command sergeant major, something that I never even fathomed could happen. Uh, so this is truly for me, a truly humbling experience and opportunity that I promise you I do not take lightly. This position allows me to interact with the field, you know, on, on a consistent basis. And as I go out and interact, I'm able to bring, that result, bring back the results of those encounters with soldiers and leaders throughout the Army uh, back to HRC. So, What's great about it is in my role as the senior enlisted advisor uh, to the commanding general, uh, this enables me to kind of influence changes in policies and procedures on all administrative uh, matters and actions to better take care uh, of you, our soldiers in the Army. Thanks, Sergeant Major. And you're right. Look, I follow you on social media and you and your boss, the CG, been out and about, it seems like almost every week, every other week, traveling, uh, yeah. you know, carrying the water and strategic messaging to uh, the entire Army. Uh, Let's talk right up front. You know, you're coming up on your year mark as a CSM here, going on your second year. And just in this short nine months, uh, there's been a lot of key leader turnover inside the command. If you want to uh, elaborate on it a little further for our listeners. Yeah, you know, I, I just time flies when you're when you're having fun. It doesn't even seem like it's it's nine months. But really, you know, the Army now uh, is in a is in a you know, period of transition and modernization, uh, making things better. You know, with this comes change, uh, influenced by an adjustment to the way that we see and then we solve problems. Uh, so within HRC, as you talked about change, uh, we have had significant change in our senior leadership here within the building um, over the last nine months, you know, due to retirement, so the normal, the normal PCS cycle. So over uh, these last few months, including my change responsibility, um, the Human Resource Command has welcomed a new commanding general, uh, Major General Thomas Drew, a new Deputy Commanding General, Brigadier General Stacy Babcock, two directors, uh, Colonel Promotable Gregory Johnson, who is the OPMD or Office of Personnel Management Directorate, and Mr. James Hayes, our enlisted personnel management director, along with another directorate level Sergeant Major, Sergeant Major Donna Cook uh, within, the, within the command. All of that is a 50% turnover ratio for the most senior uh, leaders within the organization. Now with this, that means that there are many sets of new eyes and ideas focused on completing our mission that affects every soldier, every family member, and every DA civilian that works, uh, that, works for, that works for the Army. Now, the many successes that we still continue to have in the command over the past year is a testament you know, to the Army song as the Army you know, goes rolling along. And we are definitely proud of all that we have done 
uh, to take care of the Army, Army's number one priority, which is you, our people. And I will tell you, we will, we will continue to do even more. Thanks, Sergeant Major. And, you know, for our listeners out there, you know, what's the total number of directorates underneath the command? We have five directorates. Five directorates for everything that covers from promotions uh, to assignments for officers and enlisted uh, to, to reservists, AGR, TPU reservists. You, you know, your command covers a lot for the HR enterprise. Um, and, and with that, like I mentioned earlier, the, the COVID pandemic continues to uh, go rolling along too, like you said, with the <laughs> Army. And you, you and the team have continued to adapt uh, in, in terms of this operating environment we're in with COVID. So if you want to uh, give our listeners, you know, what, what's been what you all have been doing to uh, adjust to the environment. You know, obviously COVID has had a, a negative impact on uh, the world as we see it today. But I will tell you truthfully within the building, uh, COVID has actually kind of sped up and improved our ability to better serve the customers, uh, which is you. Now, initially the thought of teleworking, you know, pretty foreign to a military organization, uh, you know, that, that always relied on face-to-face interactions and then that physical presence looking your soldiers in the eye. And I will tell you, as a, a, a leader in the Army, you know, I was initially concerned with the ability to be effective at the onset of us going in this virtual uh, work environment. But I will tell you, um, as we've continued uh, to, to work in this, we have implemented new ways of doing business. One, we've gotten used to it, which has made it a little easier for us. But two, we've also implemented additional measures uh, to maximize the effectiveness of what we do. And some of which will remain even after we kind of overcome this, uh, this COVID environment. You know, for example, you know, we, require, we now require that all employees uh, within the Human Resources Command have a link at the bottom of their uh, signature block for teams. Uh, this, this allows for them to, for them and for our customers when they're emailing back and forth uh, to be able to chat uh, and to be able to send messages and even have that face-to-face interaction that we're so used to uh, via, the, cal- excuse me, via the, uh, the cameras that are on the, uh, uh, they're on the computers. Now this is for both employees within the, within the command and also for customers. Now this is a quicker and easier way to correspond that allows for the improved responsiveness and transparency from HRC that we continue to try to push on a daily basis. In addition to the, uh, you know, to, to having that in the signature block, we also use the teams as a platform to host town halls, both locally, uh, but also lead professional development sessions uh, for military units across the globe. So we're able to better educate and talk to a lot more personnel uh, at, as far as for letting them know what the Human Resource Command can do for them. So these are just kind of a couple examples of the efficiency that we have gained that I will tell you will obviously go forward as we uh, finally combat these negative effects of, uh, of uh, COVID and, and get out of this, uh, this environment. So I mean, that's so true. You, you, you guys and your team have found ways to leverage uh, this environment. What you, specifically, as I travel the arm, the LPDs from across uh, your EPMD, uh, OPMD yeah. folks to the battalion brigade level, just getting out there and carrying the water of what's going on in the AIM marketplace or the ask them, and it's great. So uh, back in my days when I used to work here, we used to go TDY. But now <laughs> yeah. you can do it from right there and get the word Cheaper. out faster. Absolutely. <laughs> Cheaper. Cost savings, Sergeant Major. Uh, so sometimes it's better to be late to success than rush to yeah. failure. I'll start it with that, Sergeant Major. So uh, I'm sure in the coming years, you know, now IPSE is supposed to, will be released this coming October. At some point in the transition of when it becomes fully onboarded, your team will be the functional owner of it. Uh, so what could you tell our listeners about IPSE? You know, IPSE obviously it's no no secret. We got pushed to the uh, uh, to the right, and the reason I got pushed to the right, you know, is you know, we don't want to rush to failure, kind of as you stated before. And, and IPSA is going to be a, you know, a great system going forward to take care of, of soldiers, better managed talent that we've got within, uh, within the Army. So uh, it is going to happen. Now, as we continue to prepare for the go live date, which is now in September, uh, we're working in conjunction with the uh, IPSA Project Management Office, uh, which is up in the D.C. area. 
Now, the biggest push we have right now for those that will be supporting this system as our HR professionals, uh, there's some distance learning that we've got them doing uh, online to make sure that they are prepared for uh, the go live date in September. I'm requesting that gets done by uh, 31 March of this year. Now, I personally am also taking this training, uh, which is pretty cumbersome. It's very detailed and is absolutely going to prepare our HR professionals to be able to take care of uh, take care of SOS when it goes forward. Now, it's important that these uh, prof HR professionals complete this training because they're going to be, you know, basically in the, in the field, our kind of first contact responders for any issues that may arise at, at the onset of uh, release three uh, in September, as we stated before. Now, also in the building, we are aggressively working uh, brownout cutover guys, which is something that allows uh, personnel actions, everything still be completed to take care of our soldiers during the transition period. So it's imperative at the uh, at all echelons, whether it's at a battalion, brigade, or division, that they have the ability to function uh, at, at their level. But also here within the Human Resource Command, we're working these guys to make sure that those organizations, those units, every echelon, knows how to interact with H with the Human Resources Command to be able to continue to take care of soldiers uh, during this period. So IPSA is coming forward. Uh, it will be go live in, in September, uh, and there are great things going forward uh, that's going to come out of IPSA to take care of uh, each and every soldier in the United States Army. That's awesome news, Sergeant Major. And for our listeners, listen, the HRC CSM is, is doing the IPSA <laughs> training. So for all the leaders out there and HR professionals, uh, you know, it's just like your weapon system. you got to know it, right? Yeah, and know so it. get on it, do it, don't be afraid of it, and we got to make this thing work because it's, uh, it's time for uh, IPSA to be our, our system of record and, and take, like you said earlier, better take care yes. of soldiers and family members as a one-stop shop. So excited for that to come on board, Sergeant Major. Uh, next, let's talk uh, enlisted promotions. Some, some things have occurred this past year. Yes. Uh, and I'll let you take it uh, where you want to go with that statement, Sergeant Major. Well, you know, I think the most impactful change, and I think you would agree, promotion this year is the implementation of the, uh, of the temporary promotions. Now, in the transition, the way that we do promotions now as opposed to the way that we did it uh, in, the, in the past, it's kind of tied to when it comes to song first class and above. It's tied to the evaluation uh, board model. Um, you know, in October, when it was time for to do promotions the, the new way, we found a gap in our swing. Um, and a gap in our swing with a lot of those individuals, a lot of those non-commissioned officers who had a great OML number were not being promoted because they had not yet been school trained. Uh, they had not yet been school trained due to a myriad of reasons. It wasn't just because they didn't decide to go whatever. It had to do whether it was not being able to get to the class because there was not a class date or whether they was currently enrolled in the class. There were just a myriad of reasons that we were not able to promote the talent uh, that we identified with the evaluation board. Now, this was troublesome, as I stated, due to the fact that in order to be promoted, you know, one had to meet uh, the PME, which is our professional military education uh, requirement within STEP, you know, select, train, educate, and promote. So in October, the Army senior leaders acknowledged this unintended result, and then that's when we went forward, uh, put it together a brief, and we approved the temporary promotions for SAR first class and mass SAR to make sure that we could promote uh, those that are identified as talent within the, uh, the evaluation board. Now, come January of this year, that is going to be expanded to uh, sergeants and the staff sergeants also when it comes to, to promotion points. Now, with this, this is an ETP to get them promoted uh, whenever identified. However, you have to go to your resident level PME uh, within a year from being promoted. Um, so it's, it's, it's great that we are identifying the talent, but not only are we identifying the talent, but we were able to promote that talent uh, based off of the OML and not have them have to wait due to a fault that is not their own. So to me, that's the biggest change within the, uh, uh, within the uh, promotions, uh, the way that we do promotions here this year. But we got to make sure that everyone that does get promoted, that they go to school uh, within a year of them being promoted. That's great. Sorry, that's my next question. What, what do you want to tell battalion CSMs and brigade CSMs and brigade commanders, battalion commanders, 
and even private company troop battery first sergeant commanders. Get your folks to school. Don't hold them up, or you're going to hold up their promotion and then you know their career progression and even their pay. Like, let's let's uh, let's get them to school. Yeah. So no, it's great, Sergeant Major. Uh, so we kind of just talked in a nutshell a lot of stuff. It went by fast, right? But yes. 2021 was busy. Let's just you know for the HR community and, and the Human Resource Command uh, with change and the uh, and the current COVID environment and all the things that you are doing and constantly fine-tuning you know we talked uh, i'll give you t this one up as you talk about what's for 2022 but ask them you're always yeah. fine-tuning that over there on the epmd side so you, you guys are always in the fight always refining uh how you execute these policies and take care of soldiers and families uh with the busy 2021 i'm going to ask you this what are what are your expectations for a uh, 2022 and I'll tell you truthfully, overall expectations for 2022 is kind of continue what we have done, continue to adjust uh, the processes uh, and influence policies to better take care of soldiers. As you stated, we continuously refine the things that we think uh, take care of soldiers. So everything we've got is a, is a model, and it's great to be able to adjust that, you know, as we go to better take care of, of soldiers and their, and their families. And then within the building, you know, it kind of starts with responsiveness, responsiveness and transparency uh, from HRC. Our main point, uh, you know, in decision-making and outcome-shaping is you, and that's on the line right here, uh, the Army's most important resource and number one priority, uh, the soldiers. That's why I say that's why we continuously refine uh, the products or the models that we have to better take care of you all. Now, within the last few months, we talk about continuing to adjust going forward, but within the last few months, we've already implemented changes, adjusted things, refined things, uh, and procedures. We've also influenced change in policy uh, that resulted in what we like to think is a better, a more satisfied, uh, more satisfied customer. You know, and our customer is you, each and every soldier and their family. And a few of the examples that that has happened is we have one synced uh, the Married Army Couple Program or MACP uh, YMAV, which is Year Month Availables. When it comes to those service members that are married Army couples, now we automatically, when we see someone that's married in the system, we automatically sync them uh, together to make sure that they can still be a family and still continue to serve in the military. So that's an interaction that we have constantly with those uh, with those family members if they decide that they want to break that MAC people for whatever reason. But we have adjusted internally where we automatically sync those together. Another change that we have done or, or adjustment that we have made is the way that we do the EFMP. EFMP within the ASCIM uh, market, giving the soldiers more flexibility. At the end of the day, HRC uh, will not send a, a, a soldier to a location where the, the uh, exceptional family member, the care needs for that exceptional family member cannot be taken care of at a location. So what we do is we have that constant interaction uh, with the, with the uh, soldier to identify places where care is available for their, for their family member. After that interaction is done, then they kind of are able to pick and choose between three to five places where it is that they would like to go where the, uh, you know, where the care is available. Another thing you talked about earlier was asking them the assignment, a satisfaction key, enlisted model. Yeah, as it is a model, as we stated before, uh, it, 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 it proves predictability. Uh, it, it, it allows everyone to kind of see it helps with that transparency as far as for assignments that are open. But as we continue to go forward, we continue to adjust it. We identified, you know, at the at the onset of it, as we continue to execute, it, we identified that a lot of times after the market opened, there will be positions that will come open. There will be personnel that were available to move. Uh, and We were stuck with the model. So now we have injected uh, what we like to call mid-market injects. Uh, which are either putting additional personnel uh, within the market or even a position within the market. Additionally, we do uh, out of cycle assignments for those positions that come open, you know, due to whatever reason, uh, you know, the positions come vacant. Uh, so we're able to better uh, fill positions uh, within, the, within the Army. 
And another thing, one of the last things I'll talk about is the implementation of the flexibility when it comes to PCSing for soldiers. We've also always been tied to, you know, the 10th of the month, you've got to report to a, to a location. But now we've adjusted it now to allow the soldiers to be able to, uh, you know, sign into a unit either 30 days prior to or 20 days after, uh, gives them that flexibility to be able to take care of their family. Uh, and also this is a, another thing that we did to kind of combat some of the negative effects of uh, COVID when it comes to identifying or, or being able to have, you know, transportation move soldiers and, and their families back and forth. So I'll tell you, we have a few other irons in the fire uh, going forward in 2022. And I'm telling you, we are excited to be able to re reveal these initiatives, uh, but I will not reveal them today. So kind of just stay tuned <laughs> for that. Great time. Thanks. And uh, I'll give you a pitch. If, if you're out there listening, you're a leader, hit up uh, Sergeant Major McAdoo's team for <laughs> an LPD on, yeah. on anything from tag and a list of promotions to yes. EPMD and assignments, officers and, and AIM. So they're, they're available, uh, you know, and, and educate your formations because yeah. the information is there and they're willing and they can only do so much to get carry the word. Sergeant Major, you brought up, you know, satisfied customers. Well, that's me. That's Riddell. Yes. So retirement services branch, phenomenal. My branch, phenomenal. Communication was with, via email within six to eight hours, responsive. And I'm a satisfied customer of dealing with your team. So it, it's, uh, it's been great. Uh, thanks for your uh, you know, insights on 2022, but I still want to give you one last chance here. Anything you want to say to close us out uh, for our listeners? Yeah, before I close it out, I just, just want to you know, make everyone understand that all the initiative stuff that we have, it's all about education. We can have all the greatest ideas, the greatest initiatives, but if we don't educate the field on what it is or how, to, how you can use it to take better take care of yourself, your families, and your units, then it does us no good. And that's why we're talking about the transparency within Human Resources Command. And as as Masson Riddell just talked about, anytime that anyone on this call has a, has a question about anything, one, call your branch manager, call your assignment manager, but also reach out for those LPDs and LDPs to make sure that you better understand the process because everything that we do within the Human Resources Command is to take care of you. Now with that, you know, I would just really like to say kind of thank you for choosing to serve because not everyone can. And I would tell you for those that can, not everyone will. But you, you are the ones who put the nation first at the expense of your own personal safety. You know, to ensure that you are always ready to deploy, fight, and win our nation's wars, we, a professional at the Human Resources Command, will do everything we can to ease your mind of any administrative concerns. You know, the Army, uh, the United States needs you to focus on your mission in whatever capacity it is, and that is to stand on the front lines of freedom, to protect our land, our freedoms, and most importantly, our families. So to all of you, happy holidays. Uh, we look forward to a, to a wonderful new year. Um, with that, you know, it's always soldiers first. Commander Sergeant Major, thanks for spending time with us today and discussing the 2021 year in review for Human Resources Command and the expectations for the new year. If you, our audience, have additional questions, you can go to the HRC website at hrc.army.mil or call 188-ARMY-HRC. That's 1-888-276-9472. If you like this podcast, please follow us on Delta Victor India Delta Sierra DVIDs iTunes, Google, Spotify, etc. I'm Master Sergeant Glenn Riddell, and I hope you come back for our next episode of Your Personnel File. Your Personnel File is a monthly podcast brought to you by Army Human Resources Command Public Affairs, located at Fort Knox, Kentucky. This episode was produced by Mrs. Shatara Reese. It was edited by Scott Bacalars and Hyang Go. The production was supported by the entire HRC Public Affairs and audiovisual team.